And I want to add to that part before we lose that. You mentioned that this person who was working in McDonald's for so long, right? I'm really like, I start to think like, you could still find an op a huge opportunity there, right? Like say, for example, you just love what you do and you're by far the most loved employee. Your, your internal team sees it. Just doing the hard work, doing whatever is in the way, if anything, builds rapport and gets the job done, right? So... So I, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I've actually done that several times with um, a couple of posts that I was supposed to share and it wasn't perfect, but I just shared it anyway. And it worked. It worked. So, right. So, yeah. Which kind of goes back to the feedback loop, right? We're just trying to um, err on the side of action, right? I think that's what I need to grow in a lot. And I've tried to over the last five years yeah. or so um, as someone who is very con contemplative and wanting to make sense of a lot of things or it feel right before I take action. 100%. I think that that's a big feeling, but the fact that you're making the action is still better than no action. Right. So, so right. I like that. Right. And if anything, we can get our, and get the audience aware of what we're speaking about today, thinking out loud here. We're talking about how do we define success or more importantly, how has the space defined success? Not us, because there's only one filter. or only one point of view, right? But rather, what? how do others see success and how have they accomplished it? So we're going to talk about that. Because, of course, it is Success Open Source Podcast, right? And there's, I think we should sprinkle some success in there, right? <laughs> totally. And I think that's where we're like, this uh, idea of Success Open Source is like, we're we're fleshing it out because it's, it's, uh, I think it's something that you brought to me. Um, and we had a lot of alignment on without like truly defining it. Um, but then we've had a lot of recent conversations that were really good, um, about all areas of life, right? All avenues of life, not just, not just in business. And at the end of the day, we want to win in all of those avenues. Um, and so we can dig in there, but, um, been some good conversations. I'm excited to kind of keep those flowing here just organically and, and maybe something we say will appeal to someone who's like wondering about success or maybe they feel like they're chasing quote unquote success from like a you know income possessions type of thing and maybe that's not maybe that's not the full mm -hmm, story here mm -hmm, exactly um i love that you mentioned that because sometimes we define success the wrong way and people who can be seen as successful are hitting all the marks but still don't feel happy and then they're just moving mm -hmm. us so closer to a depressed life. And I thought I might as well share a story before we talk about some of these um, perspectives of the successful and how they achieve success. Um, there was a book called uh, Blink, right? It's, um, I'm not sure if you if you read that one, but it, the first chapter, it spoke about um, a study that was conducted on, um, it was conducted on gamblers Right, and what they did was they gave the gamblers two different piles, a red pile and a, and a blue pile of cards. And what they were doing was they were, um, every time you would, you know, kind of pull these cards, if you get uh, a high number, you kind of get money. If you get a low number, that's a specific area or in a range, you get a negative, a deficit, right? You can lose money. So they started, the, they started um, kind of like watching everything about the gambler, right? The way they sweat, the way they think, the way they react, like they're recording their progress. And what they've noticed was that within the first 10 tries, their bodies made a change, like their, their body reaction physically made a change. Um, and then 
by the time they hit 80 times or 80 tries, they figured out the key or the secret of what, how to win more and more and more. Right. Um, so, so the whole point of that study was that our brain after trial and error can find the secret sauce or ingredient to success or winning if we're around or iterate enough. In this case, it was 80 tries. However, what they shared was that at the first 10 tries, the body started having reactions of what was working what was and what wasn't working before the brain or the conscious realized it. So the subconscious started finding out like, hey, maybe, maybe I should do this instead. Right. And it's so funny because like the study was highlighting that, that our, there's two different brains. And if you're around a subject long enough, your subconscious will start guiding you toward the right direction for you, the conscious mind to realize, Hey, I see what's going on here. Now I got it. Right. And I thought that's such a cool lesson. And it says enough, but if you see what other people are doing that are successful and you're seeing how they're applying it enough so that your body will start to, or your mind will start to take it in. And then you will unknowingly recreate that, right? It's like you plant the right seeds and bear the right fruit. And that's, that's, if anything, a shortcut to success. What's that saying? It says, uh, if you are the five people you're around with, and if they're all successful, yeah. you're seeing that. Surround yourself with wolves and you have to exactly. be someone. That's right? a good one. And I really like that. We, we talk about environment a lot. We talk a lot about yes. relationships and who you're around. Like, you and I push each other. Like, I know you and I both wouldn't be in the same exact spot if we, if we weren't connected on a daily 100. basis trying to help each other be better. Be better husbands, be better dads be better uh, entrepreneurs 100%. and so i think it's just crucial man i don't know i don't i couldn't go at it alone i think that's the, the biggest key here I, I love that that springboard here into like what does success look like with other people in life i did uh, do a quick um not chat gpt it's called i use perplexity to kind of pull in some resources here and i got some quotes on success but then i'm like okay how do people what what's the common here that people how are they defining success and I've got four or five here, and I'm just going to read them, and you rank them from one to five, how much you, you agree with it. And then maybe we'll, we'll, we'll expand a little bit. First one, success is not just about money, but about personal fulfillment and happiness. I think that's true because we've heard so many times, um, uh, what's this, uh, James Clear has mentioned that he says, if you, if your habits in some areas of your life are clean and organized, it starts to reflect in other areas of your life. So, so if you're, if you're looking at your relationships, I feel like if you're like, Hey, although I'm not financially successful, I am great in my relationships and how I nurture it with family or friends, <laughs> you could start to bring that off to, to other areas of your life. So I think that that's a good one. It doesn't hit hard though. Yeah. I, no, no, I'd, I'd give it a three or three out of five. I mean, it still puts kind of, it's not complete, right? And it's not yeah. about just happiness um, or money. I think it's right on the money part yeah. for sure. The next one is success is achieved through hard work, perseverance, and learning from failures. That's, I think that's a good point, right? I think um, that, re that reminds me of uh, the, what was it? It wasn't Napoleon Hill. It was someone else who was, reading or highlighting Napoleon Hill's book and he says for him success is the the steps toward the person you want to become right and you mentioned like as you start to fail and do the work 
that's really what success is, I feel like. So I like that one. That that reminds me of something else I've heard and it just it just linked. So that's perfect. Yes. If you're not if you're not learning from from what is deterring you from who you're becoming, which would probably it's probably even a bigger set, like who is it you want to become? Who is it you're called to become? Um and it's so easy to drift for certain periods of time. Yeah, I think that's one of my biggest fears in life is you, you drift for five, 10 years. You're like, dang it, I missed it. Or like I wasn't intentional there. Or like my head was so underwater, I didn't raise up. Or I was so in the woods, I didn't pull out of the forest to see what path I was 100%. going in, right? I like so that. I love that there of like learning from failures means you're intentional about like, like okay, what went wrong I here? I love that. I think that's, that's huge. That's really, really good. If anything, what are some examples of people who apply that? Right, like I see, I hear so many times, and this was the most recent I've heard about recently. It was Dan Coe, right? His story of being a, a web designer or a graphic designer and a freelancer. He's taken that identity and did it succeed? So then he started learning about copywriting, then he started learning about web design, then he started learning about all these other areas, and he felt for a minute that he was chasing shiny object syndrome. But what he realized was he was taking on the pieces of, I guess, the skill sets and stack them to become the person he is today, right? And I'm like that. So mm-hmm. in reality, like, as you're, as you're pushing through and you're failing, the reality is not really failing. You're kind of gearing up for the next round. Sometimes it's just improper expectations, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I do always like Gary Vee's story where he's like, he worked he worked and served his parents' wine store until he was 36, bro. 36. And you have you have 18-year-olds feeling like they've missed their prime. Like, because I'm not. And so he's he's like, are you want to do that thing because it's going to make a lot of money or because you love it? And, and I think the deep love is when it's like around your gifting and, and there's a need for it. Um, so he's big on how do you monetize your passion um, uh-huh. It doesn't always have to be monetizing. Yeah. One of my favorite stories, you know this, you know this guy, right? We used his cold email tool for a while, and he was, I mean, he's probably making six figures a month. Like, just great product, great support. He even taught you how to, like, how to really use it, like a great course around it, how to delegate. But then he realized, like, he just didn't want to just build a whole thing that that pushed cold outreach, right? So he he felt like he lost sight, and he was really, it kind of just became about more and more stacking money, and then he just he just turned it off. Turn the tool off. You know, people would keep paying him. He turned it off. He said, I'm, I'm switching ship. I'm joining this new group. I'm creating this new group. I really want to build a community that is about purpose over profit. It doesn't mean your purpose can't be profitable, but I'm I'm, I'm going this route of let's let's figure out how to have missional partners in business. That's true. And uh, it was something at church spoke to him, and, and I think God was really working on his heart. And so that was really cool to see, really inspiring for me early on as I was trying to get clients. I was like, oh man, like let getting that early on to where you're you're always trying to keep that bigger picture. I like picture. that. I wish he sold it instead of just turning it off. That 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 made me feel like I should go back. Like I was like, no, you shouldn't have sold it. But that's so true though. Like sometimes the um um you hear what's that saying? Um but uh, Alex Ramosi highlighted this story recently. He when he um paid Warren Buffett for an hour of his time and he asked him what allowed you to succeed? And he says, well, the best way I can explain that is through a story. And his story was when he got out of college, he was always neck and neck with another college, a college mate, right? And that college mate was, was a high achiever. Like they, they were doing great things. 
If anything, he kind of dwarfed Warren's activities. And um, they both graduated top of their class, really great at doing what they're doing. And they kind of splintered off into two different industries. And as they went out to these two different industries, years later, he looked back and he, uh, Warren looked back and said, okay, well, well, that guy should be really killing it now because I'm doing good, right? And he looked back and he sees that, oh, wow, like, um, he's doing great, but he's not doing as good as Warren Buffett, right? And, it, and, and he says the reason why was like, sometimes it doesn't matter how hard you row your boat, but it matters what yeah. boat you're in, right? So if you're in a big boat and you're yeah. able to take on more and, and achieve a lot more, it makes a big difference. Yeah. So choosing the industry, dude, it's important also. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be yeah. honest. My first thought when you said that is, bro, who cares? Yeah. Like, who's, like, if that's how he defines success, I guess. But I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to squash ambition in myself. Like, because I know I'm easy to be like, more doesn't mean better. Like, and it can be an excuse not to grow, right? But when are we when are we chasing the wrong thing, or when are we uh, making uh, outward success make us feel better? When we could be missing something way smaller. That's true. That's, that's what it's that what it. You know that's what I'm saying? True. Whether that's hey, you you're like your relationships, your family's gone astray because you've like made this your god, like just yes, like all in. This has to be more, more, more because I want to be the top. Um, I don't know that ever a lot of people are playing that game, but still, that's true. Though. Um, I get what I, I try to pull the principles from things like that, right? Because we're not all trying to like be Charlie Munger or exactly, uh, you know, exactly those giants as far as uh, wealth goes. But um, I think that pig, piggyback here. Here's another one. Let's go. Success is about achieving your goals and dreams on your own terms and by your own rules. Agree or disagree? I agree with that one because that's the freedom. Like it, you know, like he. Here's like the story we just spoke about right now, like the fact that he's, I don't know, I guess I can't really say he's tied to that, but you're right. Like even, even at a small amount, you're making a thousand dollars a month, right? The fact that you're free, like that covers all your bills and now you can go and hang out with your wife, your little ones. That's a huge success to me, right? So yeah, mm -hmm. I think I love that. The freedom in that is amazing. So, so do you think a nine to five is losing your own terms? No, because then some people are happy with that, right? You'd still make a choice to leave. Yeah, or stay. my wife told me that. She <laughs> says sometimes you got to realize that people have different, I guess, um, breaking points and different desires, right? And someone working as a in the construction field it could be very happy with that. They can come home and still be the best dad they can be, right? They can still yeah. and they, yeah, they're it's just another day, right? But so I don't think it's horrible. Did you ever see someone working at McDonald's that just loves their job? Shit. It's, a, it's rare. I've but bro, seen, seen it. I've it? seen it. Yeah. It it warms my yeah. heart, man. I'm like, knowing what you get paid, and you're like, you're just excited. You get to see your regulars again and serve someone coffee. Like, like, dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. Like, I think it's carrying that that humble heart with also like, dude, big things could happen. We could impact a lot of lives like there's that too like if you're if you have an entrepreneurial drive it's not this like this or that it's just i think it's more about like posture and uh intent plus you know where where what your opportunities are what like what you dream of like what you want to dream it. and what you feel like um for us it's like what what is god leading us to that is right it. so that is it and i want to add to that part before we lose that you mentioned that this person who was working in mcdonald's for so long right 
I'm really like I start to think like you could still find an op a huge opportunity there, right? Like say for example, you just love what you do and you're by far the most loved employee. Your your internal team sees it, your employees see it, and that's enough if you can see the opportunity there for you to like even create a course about how to master customer service. And that alone can call, create the freedom in your life to sell that to other like other training programs to other McDonald's locations. It can be 30 bucks and it's a pre-recorded thing. But now you're like, you can take advantage of those, those little moments and you're still doing you, right? I think that's, that's someone could be in the construction world or could be holding doors as a doorkeeper and still find success because where they're at, they're taking lessons, right? And they can share that with someone else. So I like that you mentioned that. I, I love that. Yeah. But I think. And on the relationship front, like depth is really important. Like there's certain things where people go the smaller scale and like, you know, some people work with a handful of clients at, you know, high prices, but they're like deeply involved because they, it's like this, they can deeply involve with rewarding relationships and they help those different businesses grow. So it's like, it's like spokes on the, yes. on the wheel. Yes. That's pretty no, that's cool. A really, I have a friend that I saw on Facebook today, um, Richard Sargent. Um, but he was actually one of my first mentors right he's the one that introduced me to frambo bedoya right um and today i saw that he he was he was happy that he had less than 500 friends on facebook and i was like whoa like 500 like that's but he deleted a bunch of people right and he was like these are all the people that were able to shake hands with and make an impact in their life right and i'm like ding like that's so true and i was still on the list because he's made a huge impact so much so that I can message him right now at, at midnight and he will give me a lifelong list of advice, right? And I'm like, imagine having that, like just 500 people, but these are all people who love him the same way that I like him, right? Like, these are like, ah, like Richard, right? So, and I think that's like, like you mentioned right now, that's super impactful. Even though it's small, it makes, the, he can influence all of them, right? In such a way that like, I think that's that's more power than anything, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's amazing. It's uh, so there's a lot of just different ways we can see success playing out in life, right? Um, we haven't even hit on like the the family side, right? So we talk a lot about right, kind of top down. Like we want, we want our relationship with God and our spouse, our family, uh, business. We want it to all be healthy. Um, so I would love to hear your thoughts on there, but I think we should also, um, what is, if you were to put just off the top of your head, what success is for you? Let's go ahead and just drop those out. You give one, then I'm going to give one. Um, and then let's talk about, let's talk about the areas of life and how yeah. it can kind of compound. Yeah. I got, I love that. I love that. I think that, and we're no, we're no expert no. here, but this is just what we're wrestling with. A hundred percent. I think the first one is just freedom, right? Freedom to do as you will. So that that way you're able to make a change. That's literally what I wrote down, you know, um, and that's the goal I want to move toward. Right. So, so that's my first one, right there. I love I love how you've been hitting on change and that you put that on. Yeah. There. Because you could take your definition and say, oh, dude, if I came across lottery money, I had freedom to go buy drugs yeah. and like you know, a hundred percent sit on the couch and just chill, have a good time. Like yeah. that. I mean, is that really success? But to, to make change. So expand on the change a little so bit. So I feel like this. Um, so there was 
change in terms of like what the narrative is, right? If you hear right now, you lift up your phone and there's like aliens are coming down, right? Or or and the, or there's global warming and, and you know there's so much fear, 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 fear. And of course that sells a lot more, but I realize like when people are in that in that zone of like fear, they've become hatred toward their hate. They have hatred toward the brother or sister, right? Like when tw the coronavirus happened, people were so like, "Stay away from me," and I'm like, "Dang, how am I supposed to show love?" Right? So, for me, I I've realized that, like we mentioned before, the person who controls content controls perception, right? And for me, the fastest way to change is to to help support that content pieces of the people who are already making a difference. I don't want to be the one in charge, but I want to uplift those who have a beautiful voice. Where it's the, I've met some amazing pastors, youth pastors, who were all tatted up, right? But who said, you know what? I was a bad kid growing up, and now I'm I'm uplifting my father in heaven, right? And now I'm being allowed for everyone. I want to I want to have a way to support him so he's louder or her, so that way they can show that hey, even though you messed up, there's there's a right path. On the other side too, you know, people who are who are um. Let's say they're super successful and they realized like um I I realized that I was putting my all into the wrong wrong thing or wrong God or anything. Right? And now that they just like you said, stopped it all to, to impact the small ones who want to make a difference. I wanna make the change in them so that way the belief, the culture is changing, the, yeah. the content yeah. out there. So that's my way of change, just helping people have a better perspective. Oh, I love perspective. I can remember, I can remember years ago when I was just starting a business, I started out calling it living proof because we're all living proof of God's love. We're all living in this grand story, right? And uh, I'm like, I want to change people's perspective because I was into filmmaking at the time. Still love filmmaking, but like the power of story to change someone's perspective around an idea that can change the trajectory of their life, bro. It's like, sometimes you just need to hear the 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 right the same thing you're hearing from other people, sometimes you just need to hear from the right person and it clicks and it hits and it changes your life. Like it can change the trajectory of your 100%. life. hundred like percent. One idea. That's insane to me. Seriously, um, a good example. So good. A good example is like, yeah. Um, and if you change one perspective, like you said, maybe, and I've heard this one, that we're watching a show about a murder, right? And it was a husband who was cheating on his wife and someone mentioned it would be nice if they just didn't exist anymore. And that was enough for him to take his whole family out. Like that, that cheat, that one little saying, he took it as maybe I should. And he did it. And I'm like that. And that's in the negative effect, but you can see how yeah, drastic. That's a, that's a, yeah. Sometimes you need those that dark extreme examples to realize how, how, uh, how important ideas are. Right. And so, I think spinning on that because thinking, right? We want to think well. Um, my working definition of success or what I aim for in life is to live, think, and work productively. And that is productively meaning for the glory of God and the good of others. And so um, I actually read this definition. I thought it was really good. Success is obedience to God, empowered by the Spirit of God, motivated by love for God, and directed toward the advancement of the kingdom of God, which is loving others the good of others, right? So if we can stay anchored into the reality that God loves us, 
that he he wants to strengthen us in the craziness of life um and take what what i've heard is the over love is the overflow of joy in god that gladly meets the needs of others oh that's really cool imagine if you live in that way bro that's that's pretty cool you are so overjoyed in god and the god who loves you that you would just overflow and gladly meet the needs of others i don't think it always looks like this ecstasy type thing i think it's more contentment yeah. and like a realization and and i think oftentimes we need to act and then the feelings will follow um because there's times where just selfishness just comes in man when you got a lot on your plate feel like you have no time i think i think time is our most valuable resource and as there's more demands on our life for our time we can start to get feel really uh frustrated and selfish about it like where's where's time for me where's time for me and that's that's been a something wrestling with just you know early age of kids um just learning how to be realistic and and realize that's a gift to give your time away yeah to that's so true and i love that part to to speak to that productivity part you mentioned right it reminds me of um uh, i have a friend who owns like an orchard and inside the orchard they have those little like um like a hose that feeds the orchard one by one and they switch their holes from like a spray model to those ones where it has a drip, right? And he says the fact that he changed that, the way that it's watering the plant, instead of it was getting watered already, it was spraying, but it was wasted, right? It was because it was spraying the dirt, it was spraying not the, the actual, uh, actual tree itself. And the fact that they changed it, they reduced water waste by like 37%, right? But then the tree grew twice as big. Right. And I'm like, that's a, that's a really good point. Like you mentioned how you use your time for the glory of God. Because yes, I can be doing something and it's not relevant whatsoever. Right. But if you choose the right action, it makes the biggest difference. I think that's that is perfect how you said that. Right. And it circles back to becoming, right? Like at the end of the day, if you're moving more and more towards success, not knowing how long your life's going to be, but ideally... Uh, it's going to be a long life of opportunities to to move more and more towards a successful person and if we're if we're to if we're to play that out tease that out right makes you think of what do people regret on their deathbed those kind of things 80 year old daniel 80 year old daniel you're sitting there who do you how would you define the person you hope you have become how, in that moment how would i define it what would you what would you call a success? What would you hope to see? How would you lay that Dang, out? Dang, I, I I thought of that. How would you define eighty year old Daniel if you say that's success? Yeah, I I I really thought of that already. That's a perspective shift yeah, right there I for said, me. I remember seeing hearing that from Alex Hormozzi. Um I think it was called he's called the rocking chair effect. Um, if you can imagine. Um for me it's like it's someone who's left a mark in the world where something can work passively. And a good example of that is, um, Ben. I think it was Benjamin Franklin. He he left five thousand dollars for the needy for the the city of Boston and Philadelphia, and put it in a CD, so that way every hundred years, the compound interest will be one. It will be five hundred thousand dollars, and that's strictly for the poor, right? The, and he just left those two little areas, and I thought like. It, for me, being 80 years old, knowing that I left that and when I pass away, my grandkids and those around all the needy, anyone who's needing that kind of support, that's feeding them forever, right? That's, that that thing is never going to leave. 
So I just, I think I would define success that way. What I left, what mark I left, but more importantly, not money wise, but more like the impression wise in the person, because that person can then move that and pass to another person, then another person and bear a lot of fruit. So it's those two ideas, something passive that can continue without me. I love that. And do you, do you feel attached to like getting credit for that? Or is it just like, just knowing that something can continue to change no, I think lives? I, like you can be honest yeah, with it. Like I've never really, you know what I mean? Like, do you want Daniel Flowers to be remembered? I want to be invisible. Like, just knowing something's out there that could keep going yeah. and like changing perspectives and, and like change, creating positive no, yeah, change. I think I would rather just have a faceless tool because then, then the belief that, Hey, the world is out to support me sits in, it settles in. Versus, oh, Daniel just did something for us. But it was like the world, you know, it, it, it feels like a little different knowing that, that it was a faceless name and then I didn't get all the credit. And then someone could ruin my name and then ruin the cause, right? So so I think of security. Yeah, or pull something out of our imperfect yeah, past. Exactly. Right? It's like It's like the, you know anonymous quotes that are like the famous ones that are like anonymous we don't know who oh, said yeah, this right. but like it's it changed a lot exactly. of lives right yeah exactly that's a good yeah. point how about you for me 80 year old noah um i i think on the the topic of becoming um i would want to know that i became what kind of person would i hope i've become um i think a non-anxious presence a non-hurried presence and a person of love ultimately um, not to sound super spiritual and I'm also learning not to like feel like I have to preface with things like that but to not or to be more like Christ I want to be as close to Christ as possible and I think that played out tangibly is someone who has been intentional to do the things that you just said like I don't think that's counterintuitive to what you just said one bit you know what I'm saying like you just put more of a practical picture to it but I think we're both saying the same thing here of someone who uh expands the kingdom and, and for us that's uh creating positive impact because at the end of the day why are we here why are we all here you know and it's not for us I think we elevate things and I think the concept of glory is important like what what's going to be glorified with our life it's and sad. who will people see with our life like said. um I, th- I think hopefully they'll see more of him than us right and like our face that's so true so I love that. it's one of those things where it, and it can stir me and, and sound good but like putting into practice is hard and it's it's uh it's yeah it's not as correct. compelling in those hard moments where it's like it's so much easier to choose yeah, the easy route or to make it about that's me. so true does that make sense that's so true i heard that today it was um the commitment consistency uh, consistency rule if People are more likely to do things that act in accordance of their identity. So the more you can make deposits into their identity, you'll subconsciously react. Right. So, yeah. So I think even though it's hard, just start adding, start adding deposits when it's easy. So that way, when it comes down for a big deposit or withdrawal, um, it's a lot easier to just take action without thinking. So that's a really, and that's a, from Robert Caldini's book, Influence. So, yeah. I know you've mentioned that multiple times. I need to read that yeah. one. Got to put it on the yeah, shelf. Yeah, but never read it again. Got to put it on the shelf. That, that's <laughs> so true. I do want to share, like, I think I've shared with you before, and, and I've shared multiple times, and I'm still working on this. Um, but I had a coach offer me his time for free, which was super generous. And he shared his story, and it just hit home. And it made me realize he was, he really 
focused on this aspect of becoming, and that's what he does as a coach, is um, help people become the person they're called to be. But um, he said he realized that he was falling more in love with the idea of who he wanted to be or the marriage he wanted to have. And then he would just react in the moments where like it, it wasn't living up to that picture versus realizing it's about uh, the, taking the actions to become the person that will one day become that. And like realizing he was just living in the end um, and then just always reacting because we're not there yet. Oh, Does that make yeah. sense? So he he shared about apologizing to his wife and dude, I turned around the same day. I'm like, that's convicting. I'm going to apologize to mine. I'm like, I I know um, there's a lot of areas I need to work on. That's true. Uh, of being more sacrificial to become the the person I need to be to build the the, the marriage we want to have. Yes. Right. So, and I think what that comes down to is service and sacrifice because that creates intimacy. That's so true. Um, and intimacy bears fruit in that relationship. So, I think sacrifice Dude, is, is just that's huge, a across, huge the board, one. across the board. That's a huge one because like. I heard that uh, several times over. That can apply to any any relationship, whether it's with your children, your spouse, coworkers, mentors, clients. Like there's these relationships in your life, and the fact that you just taking that one step, right? Like it'd be a small one, like an apology, just like you mentioned. It's a it's a a call set emotion. I think Tony Robbins says if you do what you've done in the beginning of the relationship. There will never be an end, right? And it's like, like for me, um, I put it on my to-do list, which you've got me addicted to now, to create two meaningful moments for my, with my family. So um, the first one this week I accomplished with my wife was I set um, a voice note, a voice, and I, I sent it to her through Loom, telling her how much I appreciate her. It was random. I've never sent any voice notes, notes ever. So it was different. It was a de- a definitely a moment. Uh, and she sent me a picture like crying right like because she was in a different room and then and then three days later I put another one on Facebook because I've never done that before for her so I try to do things that are that are very small in nature right just five a, a minute a minute each but the fact that it's different it's like oh well this gives variety but it's also the little things, right? That was free to do. Recognition, yeah. man. People want Recognition. to be known. We all want to be known. Yeah. And we can't, you can't wait. We're all waiting to, to feel it from someone else before we give it. I say we all, but like that's my tendency, right? It's like we want to operate when we feel like it. And, and if we're not getting it, then it's like it feels, it's kind of like this whole like, well, is it disingenuous because I don't feel like doing it? I don't think it is. I think it's fighting for the perspective, doing it, fighting for gratitude, and uh, I think I think it comes back Dang, around. I really that's do. That's crazy. You could do that to anyone. So I did it for my son too. Yeah. Um, and I have one more for him this week. So I'm glad that you cemented that. And if anything, this, I love that. this call is definitely this podcast have been a different from the most, but I feel like you can still walk away with something, right? Um, even Alex Ramosi says the most beneficial thing that the Christian um, faith have done was to say to create the the or coin the term what would jesus do right jesus would go and wash your wash your feet <laughs> right he would go out of his way to show you that he cares and you can apply that to anyone right he i think he washed it with his hair though right uh, oh, that the, was a, a that was a lady who, who gave yeah, all of her oil like right? 
all of her oil, which is like her, all the her wealth best she thing had. over him, right? And it made you, and she knew it was and all it was his. Valuable. It was they all said for it him. was like that was worth like three hundred dollars if it were to well, you know, back in the day for that perfume. Um, and it made me think like if you can you can plant those seeds, you don't have to have three hundred dollars worth of stuff, but the perception of it, you can change someone's life today by showing the perception of how much you put into a thought for them and make it meaningful, right? So to make it tied mm-hmm. to them and show that you put some time into it. I think that's enough to show like, hey, that that was worth a hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Totally. That's a good one. Totally. It's a really good one. I like that. That really summed up how I was thinking, like, okay, how do we wrap up all this to be practical? Yeah. And I think I really like the eighty year old yes. uh question. So if you were to write that down and really think, like really think, maybe wrap into like what regrets do you not want to have? Um, and it's probably gonna be very relational. But like write that down and then what kind of habits, what kind of values, right? We're getting kind of the manifesto stuff of like having a map, a mental map for, for your life, the map that gets to be that works to become that person that ends at that destination. And then uh just taking it down into each day and each moment. And and I think ultimately taking the time to pull up out of the weeds, out of the forest, right? And uh, I think we all wanna be if we do that, we're gonna be less reactive. We're gonna be more like responding because we we're, we're thinking like who what do we stand for who do we want to become and uh i would wrap that up with like the challenging question like who are we all created to be that's a really good point big picture and then like maybe go down from that's there a, that's yourself, a really good what one. that looks like for you that's a really good one i like that i like that any final thoughts my yeah, man i think um uh, this one when you just mentioned that looking up and seeing where you're at um tony robbins says like if you look back at the process of airplane pilot uh, pilots and their flights, when they fly to Hawaii, they're off course forty percent of the time. So that the so consistently looking at where they're at, they're they're looking at where they need to go and they readjust course to get there, and they'll get there, right? But if the fact that they're not looking at the at the tools of life, right, in front of them, the you know where it shows the compass and the altitude and where we're at, you know, like even without GPS, that's how they used to fly their way there. They would have to readjust, make a change and get back there. So pretend you're a pilot and ask yourself, how will I get to my point in at 80 years old? And just keep looking up. Oh yeah. And just course. Cause everyone's going to fall off course. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The worst thing we can do is beat ourselves yeah, up. It's like, imagine the pilot says I'm off. Right. <laughs> the pilot says I'm off course. Let's just, Let's just go this way now. <laughs> like, what? where are we going? Yeah. <laughs> I'm stuck. <laughs> Real quick, I heard a really good little nugget. This guy, he was like rage, like anger out the wazoo growing up, like into his 40s. Like he would just berate himself anytime something went wrong. And it was like it didn't meet his standard internally. Um, and then he had a he had a therapist give him a challenge. And like, we can we can fix this. He's like, what are you talking about? It took me 40 years to get this angry. Like, there's no way it's going to fix that quick. What they told him to do was anytime he feels himself getting ready to just get angry and berate himself, to imagine one of his best friends. What would he say to him in that moment? And record that and send it to to the therapist. And uh, it, he said it like within months. Like now like that, he called him Bobby Knight. His internal Bobby Knight's not really recognizable at all anymore. It's that that perspective shift right there, right? So 
I just love that thing. And like, would you say that to the person, one of the people you love the so most? So also what? Probably so not. when he gets mad, he says, "What would I tell my, that my best friend?" Like he, I see that is really really cool. So like it stopped him, changed him. Dang, I like that. Yeah, think about think about moms who deal with a lot of mom guilt. Yeah. None of them would say they'd go to say that to their other mom friend. They would not. They don't believe it for a second about their mom friend. It, it'd be the same exact situation. Oh, wow. And is, is the, the care and the love there is beautiful. It's just like extending that to ourselves. That's really cool. Thank you for that. Now my head is swollen with knowledge right now. So. There you go. <laughs> well, thanks for that, brother. It's been, it's been real. Another another been definition. Let's take this as fuel. Exactly. Right. Sometimes we just need that excitement. Right see that that yeah. hey not everything has to be structured just like this call but you can still walk away with some nuggets right absolutely that's a good one and then go apply right? it right if any if you're watching this feel free make a little comment share what success means to yes. you love to hear that from other people i want to start asking more people we that. should we should so let's start I with this that. video and if they find it if anything when they share it with us it helps us organize it so that way we can make success a little bit more open source all right. A little more open source. Let's do it together. Catch you See. in the next one, man. Hey, thanks for watching the Success Open Source Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to subscribe and join the community. Until next time, take care and let's all make success a little more open source.